Well, are you ready? Hmm? I have to ask myself that question, and I do on a regular basis. Are you ready? Huh? <laughs> welcome, welcome, welcome to another Together With Him broadcast. Yup, I'm Sister Ann, and I am so glad that you decided to join us today. Yup. Praise God for you. Uh, we just want you to know that we love you. You know, I wanted to say that I've been wanting to say that for a long time. It is not an easy thing to say for some people. And you know, this world, we wonder whether or not is there anyone who loves us, but you know what? God loves us. And because of the love of God that's in our hearts, as believers, as disciples for the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords, huh? we get a chance to take that love that he gives us and share it with others. And I just want you to know that I love you. I do. In Jesus name. Praise God. You know, we might not be able to love him on our love people on our own, but because of his love. Amen. We're able to love each other and spend some time together. Yeah, spend some time celebrating who Jesus is and learning about him. Amen. Learning about him and his ways so that we can really share his love, the gospel, amen, of Jesus Christ with the world. Father, in the name of Jesus, we just thank you for another opportunity to bless your holy name on today, for another chance to just come together and to enjoy your word together, to to hide the word in our hearts, God, so that we check ourselves first, you know, and I just thank you, God, that you're so mindful of everything that we need, amen. And we just ask that you come into our hearts today. Come into our hearts today. Speak to our hearts. Amen. With your word, God. Speak to our hearts and let it start with us. Let us examine ourselves and then be able to heal based on what your word says, believing and healing and having faith in what your word says, and then being able to share with the world what you have to say. Give us your boldness on today. Be with us and we'll forever give you the glory, honor and praise in Jesus name. Amen. Amen. <laughs> Oh, oh, I have my, my, uh, this is my rap. I enjoy my rap. Amen. I have to have my little rap on my, the back of my chair. So that might look a little different right now, but I put that on because I be getting cold. I get cold and I have to just put something on real quick as I keep on moving for Jesus. Amen. But we certainly thank the Lord for you today. We want to Thank the Lord for giving us opportunities to to share with the world. You know, we have all different kinds of opportunities, don't we? If we just look for them, even when some of us, when we have family, or, <laughs> uh, when we first wake up, there, there's the opportunity right there to... <laughs> To say, okay, hey, I'm going to prove the love of Jesus in the world. Because mm, I know that there's times, look, I might wake up and be in a challenging situation, challenging moment. And maybe no one is there. Maybe it's just you being alone. But having an opportunity to overcome in those challenging moments of being alone. How do I minister to people? Other people who might be alone. You know, God gives us many opportunities to share and to think about when I get up off this bed how am I going to share what am I going to do how can I bless somebody else because to me what is life but to bless others amen God gives us strength to do that and I'm so grateful 
that he does. Amen. Praise God for you. Big shout outs to all of the LFHHM volunteers, all of the volunteers, all of the the people that pray for us and with us, all of those that have participated in our broadcast. You know, we have a great on the go with LFHHM broadcast on Saturdays that we just we just have a good time in Jesus and all of the supporters that that jump on the bridges jump on and do the chat you know type in the chat and participate and those that come on and share their testimony you know we're, we're probably going to just uh, go out and, and ask ask folks to just join and you know we'll have a, a panel we're going to get some panel panel discussions going again too that that was just a lot of fun to do and it just really helped me and and I know that it'll help you too you know we just need to come together you know because one of the one of the the uh, the weapons of the enemy is that look we're not trying to get together with it's separation. That's a that's part of what you do in warfare, right? And we are at war, believe it or not, because the word of God says the weapons of our warfare, huh? The weapons that we use are not carnal weapons, but they're mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. And we are definitely in spiritual warfare in this world today. We our enemies what? We have uh, what the enemies uh, ourselves are we <laughs> an enemy uh, living in this fallen world, a uh, world where our minds have been deceived and warped because of this fallen world. And then we have the uh, enemy, the slew foot. I call him, you know, that old slew foot, the devil, huh? you know, is an enemy of God's people of the world of mankind. He hates us. And wants to steal from us, steal our peace, our our mind, our joy, steal everything from us, steal, kill us, and then destroy us. How can you be, once you're killed, how can you be destroyed? Well, you know, once you're dead, it's like, okay, well, what does it mean to be destroyed? Hey, to be destroyed, to, to just, look, you don't have nothing, your descendants on down through the generations to try to destroy, but God has already Thank you, Jesus, made a way, hallelujah, through his own blood. Thank you, Lord. Jesus and has made a way to where we have escaped and we are more than conquerors. We can have overcame what the world has. We can overcome and do overcome. We're more than conquerors through him who loved us through Jesus, through what he did for us, through God, what he has done for us. I am grateful. <laughs> I'm so grateful. And I'm so thankful. And I'm excited. God is an exciting God, isn't he? I know he's exciting. He's exciting to me. I praise the Lord, Sister Reza. Brother, hallelujah. Uh, Frank Hollins, Reza Singleton, Sister Roe. I love you too. Miss you too, sis. You know, we're going to have to get together and get some things going on. You know, we can talk about love. But there's some things, there's a couple of things that, that uh, we can do right off. Number one, I can pray for you. I love you and I'm going to pray. I'm going to lift up the your name to God. And then number two, I can do something for you besides pray. Yeah, what is it that you need? Nah, I can see about the need. And, and that is what we do as believers. We want to see about the needs of the people. We want to bless the people if we can. Think about uh, participating. Now, I know that there are already some ministries that you are a part of. Think about getting involved. You know, Brother Frank Hollins has a great testimony about the ministry that he participates in, working with the homeless. Amen. Sister Reza, you know, Sister Reza Singleton, she is, she comes alongside of a ministry. She participates. She participates in her giving. She participates in her prayers, prayers and support. And Sister Rowe, she definitely 
She participates. She is just a great woman of God. And she works with young people too. So where God has you, look and participate. Whatever, every time the church doors open. You know, we say that and we get so busy and we're tired and this and that. But you know what? It's nothing like doing God's work. Because heaven and earth is going to pass away, the scripture says. But his word will not pass away. So what we what we do for the Lord is really what's going to matter and what's going to last. Amen. Praise God, you guys. Thank you, Jesus, for each and every one that comes and hangs out with us. All right. Now, you know what I like to do? <laughs> I straight enjoy it. We have uh, we have had a good time in Jesus yesterday. We had a really good time in Jesus. We had uh, young people playing some praise break music. Now, you know what? We we as uh, children of God, because God is such an exciting God. Look, uh, we've talked about how people minister and and how they worship, how they prefer. Do, do how you do. All right. But you know what? I'm so excited and thankful that God has impressed upon these young people to take their gifts, to take their gifts and go ahead and just use them for Jesus. Amen. Just use them for Jesus. You know, if we give young people something to do, give them something to do, then they are so busy doing what it is they're, that they're to do, then they don't have time to be looking for trouble. You know, one of the great civil rights leaders had talked about good trouble and how he was encouraged to be in good trouble, that he was participating in those things that matter, things that make a change. And what greater way than for a young person to give their life to Christ and just maybe they don't understand it all. But that's why we we lead people, young people and guide them so that they can participate and do what they do for Jesus. Amen. This is really a, a great opportunity for us. Let's just go ahead and praise the Lord with these young people as they play their praise break for Jesus. Amen. Okay, backing up that choir. Amen. Go ahead a little bit with his purple shirt on. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank the Lord. Oh, you Facebook. Hallelujah, YouTubers. Go ahead and praise God. Which, go ahead, praise God. Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise God for Jesus. You know what? That's what it's all about. Thank you, Lord. Go ahead and give God the glory and all that you do. <laughs> Lift him up magnify him glorify him you know as we press our way even in life we wake up i know i wake up some mornings i'm like really 
Do I have to do it all over again? But that's even giving him glory. So I decide to wake up with a praise on my lips. A thanksgiving on my... Thank you, Jesus. Good morning, Jesus. Good morning, Father. In Jesus' name. I just go ahead and start praying first thing in the morning. And that just gets me through. How about you? Does it get you through? It gets me through. Praise God. Go ahead and get your Bibles. Now, you know, this subject here, this subject, get your Bibles and go ahead and and turn to the book of Acts. Now, that's in the New Testament. And we're going to look at Acts chapter one first. Uh, this subject, we talk about a lot of different things when it comes to um, to scripture, spiritual uh, walking with the Lord. Uh, on the spiritual side, but even the natural side. But one of the most important things to do in life, if not the most important thing to do in your relationship, in our relationship with our God, is to repent. Repent. Mm. And, you know, we're going to look at, we're going to look at a couple of situations where um, repentance could have been done and should have been done, right? But the repentance is the most important thing that we can do as believers. We can't just open up our mouth and say something and then just go on about our merry way and keep doing what we want to do, how we want to do it, you know? Why? Why? Why put on a show for the world? And then you know that the truth in your heart is not right to where you don't really have that great relationship. You don't want to be with God. You're just trying to say something. And I say you, but I say the world. I say people. Hmm? Because we've all been there to be tempted to where we, we just want to put on a show. I believe, look, I believe that that may be true. There's different stages, even in repentance. Yes, it is. Yeah. You know, because we we are growing in God. But but I'm going to show you in Scripture that if you just give yourself a chance, if you give yourself a chance, um, that repentance will go come. And, you know, even with us believing in praying, we'll say something and and maybe we'll just kind of go on our merry way. But that's why the the belief in the prayer for one another matters, because on one end, we'll we'll say something about repentance. But then here comes something in our lives to discourage us to where we won't continue on walking in the goodness, grace and mercies of God. You know, we'll just give up. So repentance, it is a process. It It is a process, but it's also it also starts within the heart. It starts within that heart. And we're going to see that. Go ahead and turn to Acts chapter 1, verses 1 through 3. And again, we're going to, we're looking, and next week we're going to get a chance to do that grand crescendo, that that grand big, big uh, opportunity to, to go in and take a look and see what happened up on the day of Pentecost. Next week is Pentecost Sunday. And, but we're still looking at what did Jesus do on the 40 during the 40 days he was walking here after his resurrection. You know, we we want to we want to make sure that we understand that there it still continued on. That God didn't just uh hung, bled, bleed, died, rose from the dead and then just went on ahead and and uh, sat around somewhere. No, that's not what he did. And again, let's take a look at Acts chapter 1, verses 1 through 3. Uh, and it says, The first account I made, Theophilus, was a continuous report about all the things that Jesus began to do and to teach until the day when he ascended to heaven, after he had, by the Holy Spirit, given instruction to the apostles, special messengers, whom he had chosen. To these men he also showed himself alive until after it, alive after his suffering in Gethsemane 
and on the cross by a series of many infallible proofs and unquestionable demonstrations appearing to them over a period of 40 days and talking to them about the things concerning the kingdom of God. So even though God, Jesus rose from the dead and what did he do? He showed himself, you know, he just, it, and here is even with infallible proofs, unquestionable demonstrations, right? So if there's any doubt that comes to mind, as far as whether or not uh, I'm going to believe God and ask him to be my Lord and Savior or whatever. If, am I going to repent? If there's any question, here's scripture to support that with infallible proofs and unquestionable demonstrations that God, Jesus appeared to them. He did raise from the dead. And that is one of the most profound things and the only one of the, the keys to Christianity. Because we have mentioned before that other other uh, religions, those that started the religion, and we can go through all of them. Muhammad, he was created by somebody. He was a man just like others. And, you know, a high, what, even the highly Selassies, all of the different different faiths, religions, Buddha, whoever, all of the folks, they died. Hmm? They died and they're still dead. But God, huh? Jesus, the one who rose from the dead, he is alive forevermore. So he, and he rose from the dead. He picked his up, he laid his life down, but then picked it up again. He's in control of this thing. All right. So he went around and then teaching uh, teaching and talking about the things concerning the kingdom of God. So what are we talking about now? When, when we're on a mission, the great mission field for Christ, when we're about the disciple, being a disciple for Christ, what are we talking about? Now, we definitely do want to meet needs if we can. But I would challenge each and every one that the understanding and the revelation and teaching and ministering the gospel of Jesus Christ is the first foremost need that every human being needs to hear. Yes. And then with the good works, it helps. Right. So we get to show and share the love of Christ. We get to do that. And concerning the kingdom of God. So here here is God. He's ministering and teaching concerning the kingdom of God. He's showing it many unquestionable demonstrations and and did great work while he was at, when he rose from the dead. So that's what we're to do. Okay, we're to do that and be that and concerning the kingdom of God, not not talking about, uh, you know, trying to talk about name it and claim it and blab it and grab it and all these big fluffy things or these uh, ministers, you know, preaching excitement, preaching to my pocketbook, preaching to my feet, you know, preaching until I dance, all of that. I'm going to do that anyway. I'm going to do that anyway. I'm going to praise God because he's exciting. I'm excited that I'm saved. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. I'm excited that he one day decided to come down here, didn't get down off the cross, but then rose from the dead after he rose from the dead and then decided that he was going to do what he needed to do as God to redeem me. That's what I'm excited about. All the rest, because when it's all said and done, huh? you look in the book of Ecclesiastics, big shout out to all the ministries that teach on the word of God, the book of Ecclesiastes in the Old Testament. And Solomon tells you that it's all vanity and vexation of spirit. No matter what he gained here on earth, Solomon, the richest, wisest, he was beautiful, huh? tall, dark and handsome, had it going on. King, you know, had done all kinds of great things, built buildings, planted vineyards, had all kinds of, of concubines, wise whatever i mean that was back in the day well and even now brother folks be trying to get out there and get all kinds of different people in their lives but seeing all of what king solomon said that uh he tried to do tried to see what this life was all about and satisfy it satisfy life with things that were created by god instead of who and god himself he says it's all vanity and vexation of spirit 
Yes, I believe in felt needs. I believe in ministering to the needs of the people. That's how they know that we love them. We can, it's not just about word and even the Bible tells us not to just speak words. Say, oh, well, you know, go and be, be filled and, you know, folks are hungry and you can do something about it. Yeah, so we do minister the love of God, hallelujah, through through the works that we show. Hmm? And the kingdom of God is about ministering to the whole person. Yes, but first, let's get in them ears and get in that mind, the word of God, the transforming word of God. Because the word of God transforms and then that person transforms. So all of what you can Teach your man to fish and they'll fish for the rest of their lives. They're transformed or you can give them a fish and they'll need fish again tomorrow. See, but the word of God itself transforms lives. So God was about what he did. He went about ministering and teaching about the kingdom of God. So that's what we're to stick with. You know, I I can't I can't um, preach fluff. I can't teach fluff because I know fluff won't keep you. Hmm, Them sweets won't keep you. You need some meat. We need the meat of the word of God to keep us. Glory to his holy name. Thank you, Jesus. Blessings, blessings to you, Lord. Hallelujah. Now, here we go. Uh. We're going to turn to Matthew chapter 27. Now, I know this looks uh, this looks familiar, right? We're looking at about the 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 account of Jesus being being um, he he was, you know, the the Judas. Judas said, look, I'm going to tell on him. I'm going to betray Jesus. Right. So we know that Judas. He, he had issues, even though he was a disciple. He was a disciple and went about and had the same, went about two by two, had his partner, went about just like the other disciples when Jesus was ministering before the crucifixion. Yeah, casting out devils and healing the sick, you know, had, had that authority. But what happened? What happened? Hmm? What happened to Judas? Well, we've already told the story, but, you know, Judas, really, what did he ever really repent is the question. Was he ever really sold out? Was he ever really in love and really to understand that that uh, God's way was going to be the best way? Yeah, Judas wanted to take over and in the flesh, he wanted to to overthrow the Roman government and and, you know, in the flesh, you know, plus he was a thief. You know, if you're thieving, you're lying, you know, and, and God knew Jesus knew what kind of man he was, but picked him, chose him anyway. God knows who we are. He knows what we're to be saved from. He knows what we've done, what we're doing, and he calls us anyway. So he called Judas, called Judas, no different from any of us, right? And and called him to come. He said, follow me. I'm going to make you fishers of men. Follow me, you know, learn of my ways and let's do this. Well, uh, Judas had an issue where he was just angry, whatever, wasn't totally sold out, didn't really love Jesus, was, was actually had gotten possessed by Satan. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Satan knows what's in your heart. You're like, oh, you want to tiptoe with me? Okay, come on, let's dance. Yeah, was possessed by Satan and turn, turned Jesus in, betrayed Jesus. Well, let's look at Matthew chapter 27, 1 through 5. It says, when it was morning, all the chief priests and the elders of the people, Sanhedrin, Jewish high court, conferred together against Jesus plotting how to put him to death since under Roman rule they had no power to execute anyone so they bound him and led him away and handed him over to Pilate the governor of Judea who had the authority to condemn prisoners to death when Judas his betrayer saw that Jesus was condemned he was gripped with remorse and returned the 30 pieces of silver to the chief priests and the elders, saying, I have sinned by betraying innocent blood. They replied, What is it that to us? See to that yourself. 
and throwing the pieces of silver into the temple sanctuary, he left and went away and hanged himself. Yeah. So Judas, the question is, it's like, okay, did he really repent? Did he really repent? What the words that they're using and what he was saying that uh, he sinned by betraying innocent blood. Yeah, the that word in the words that was explaining that explained that it they're not words of sincerity. It was meaning that he just was saying something, you know, like a discovery, like, oh, well, I spilled something on my blouse or, uh, well, I just something happened. And, you know, but not not godly sorrowful. That's not what those words mean when they explained what he had said. I've sinned by betraying innocent blood. Okay. And in in that, okay, he, he said he sinned, but yes, we say we sinned, but what do we do about it? <laughs> and that's what repentance is, right? Feeling godly sorrowful, right? So and if he was godly sorrowful, then why did he throw the pieces of silver down and then go away? And then why did he hang himself? Hmm? See, the, the, the issue is to be godly sorrowful is even to understand that God is a healer and he's a reconciler. Yeah. See, by the blood of Christ and he, he reconciled the world back to himself. That's what he did. So Judas, even not really, not really believing in saying those words to say that he was really wrong for what he did, being godly sorrowful, he was still victimized by the torment and there was no repentance there. There was no repentance in the way that he needed to repent. So we need to understand what repentance is. We can say anything with our mouths, huh? We can uh, say anything and, and it, it, then come Monday, get the phone call because Monday night's your night, uh, Tuesday night's her night, whatever, huh? And still be doing the same thing. Go to work and it, still uh, cut time on the job. Still sitting up there and, and stealing time or whatever, not doing what you need to do on the job. I, I just don't feel like whatever. Those are those are things that you do when you're not repentant, when you're not repentant. So that's had him to the point of grief, to the point of where he was still out there vulnerable, had already been been um, been uh, possessed by Satan. <laughs> To even go to, to portray God in that way. But he had left himself open. Open to those spirits. Dancing with the devil still. And open. So he went and hung himself. He didn't repent. Because I'm going to show you that for those that do. It does come out to a different. A different end. A different end. Amen. Alright. So now let's look at John chapter 20. And we're going to look at another guy, another guy, and his name is Thomas. Oh, boy. And we've heard quite a, quite a bit about Thomas. Big blessings to you, too, Dr. Anthony Clark. Praise God for you. And we hear a lot about Thomas, old doubting Thomas. We've, we've heard that if we've been saved in the church any old kind of time. We've heard about him. Heard about him on several occasions, right? Well, here's a, a, a reference of what Thomas had done. Let's take a look. Verse 19, John chapter 20, verses 19 through 29. So when it was evening on that same day, the first day of the week, though the disciples were meeting behind barred doors for fear of the Jews, Jesus came and stood among them and said, peace to to you. Hmm. So Jesus had rose from the dead. Mary Magdalene, we've talked about that her over the past few weeks and Mary, the mother of Jesus, Mary, they had already seen the Lord hmm, had already seen him. And, and here the disciples were, were meeting. So what, what were they talking about? Who knows? But I believe that they were trying to deal with whatever they had experienced. 
Yeah, they were trying to deal with whatever they had experienced. So they were hanging out behind closed doors for fear of the Jews because the same, um, the same criminalization, the condemnation that Jesus met because their followers, they were followers of Christ, then they would have met the same fate. Yeah, so they were afraid. They were afraid. Uh, let's look a little bit more. But here comes Jesus. He stood among them. And said, peace to you. After he said this, he showed them his hands and his side. When the disciples saw the Lord, they were filled with great joy. So, all right. So some things started rushing back. What they had, what he had was teaching them those, those three and a half years being on, uh, under his leadership and tutelage and teaching. So it's like, okay, they were just glad, great joy. Because they knew that it was him. Then Jesus said to them, peace to you. As the father has sent me, I also send you as my representatives. You can't make it any clearer than that. Yes. So they were his, he were, they were his representatives, just as though, just like we're his representatives. We are Christ's representatives. That's who we are. So when we declare that we got saved or whatever the case is, people are watching us. People are watching us. And that's one of the best ways to minister is through our lives. We can talk all the lip service we want, but if we're not showing by putting down those old ways, if we're not showing the world that we're representatives of Christ, then they get a bad, bad example. And, and maybe they're being hindered from believing too. All right. So here he says, and, and when he said this, he breathed on them and said to them, receive the Holy Spirit. Now, we know that this is this is the four four uh, mention what Jesus they, they were there's there's a such thing as the Holy Spirit dealing with you and the Holy Spirit filling you and being in you. There's a there's a big difference. Right. So I would consider this to be the Holy Spirit dealing with them because they still had to go to the place of the upper room as he had mentioned, and wait and tarry for the Holy Spirit. And you know how God does. He does to where there's no doubt, no doubt that his presence is there. All right. So we'll get a chance to talk about that a little later on next week. If you forgive the sins of anyone, they are forgiven because of their faith. If you retain the sins of anyone, they are retained and remain unforgiven because of their unbelief. Yeah. Now here, let, we could take that back. We could take that back to even uh, Judas. Yeah. They were, they, he didn't have the belief to believe. He didn't have the faith to believe. He didn't hold on. Or even have the faith to believe in Christ that his sin, even of being the betrayer of God himself, Jesus Christ, that even that great sin could have been forgiven. He didn't have the faith to believe that. He didn't. He chose not. Huh? He chose not to believe that and to take things into his own hands and, to, and take his own life. Verse 24, but Thomas, one of the 12 disciples who was called Deuteronomus, the twin, was not with them when Jesus came. So the other disciples kept telling him, we have seen the Lord. But he said to them, unless I see his hands, the marks of the nails and put my finger into the nail prints and put my hand into his side, I will never believe. Mm. Now, it doesn't sound like Thomas is on the right road there. Yeah, it doesn't sound like it because he said he, he w was requiring all of these uh, these conditions for him to believe when Jesus was here, when he was there with them. He says, look, you have to have the faith of a child as just believe, huh? believe and he performed many miracles and showed many demonstrations of who he was and still people were not believing hmm he says i will never believe it unless he does all of the i'm a, unless you show me i'm not gonna believe hmm? well we live in the state of missouri and this is supposed to be the show me state 
but let's not be like that. And I've said that before, you know, we're going to believe because we hear faith cometh by hearing. Yes. And hearing the word of God. That's why we are to diligently get the word of God out there. I don't care if you think anyone is listening to you or not. Yes. Go ahead and get the word of God out there, whether it's with your family. I don't care how many times you have to wake up and say the same thing to your family till they get it. How many times you have to continue on in whatever post you have in ministry. The Lord has given us all something to do. Keep doing it. Keep doing because faith cometh by hearing and hearing the word of God. All right. So verse 26, eight days later, his disciples were again inside the house and Thomas was with them. Jesus came through the doors. Jesus came, though the doors had been barred and stood among them and said, peace to you. So Jesus in his glorified body, the, the body at that point had, uh, was to where he could just walk through matter. He could walk through a door, uh, the hard door and not be blocked by it. And he stood among them. Yeah. So just know that our bodies, we're going to have a transformed body as well. Jesus, God manifested in the flesh shows us was the first, the first uh, uh, example of how we're to follow and what we're to expect too. All right. He said, peace to you. And what about this declaration of peace? What about this declaration of peace? So when we talk about the kingdom of God, one of the declarations about the kingdom of God is peace. Huh? How many times have we heard the term shalom? We should bring peace to the world. Hmm? That's the first thing. Peace to know that God is who he is. Verse 27. Then he said to Thomas, reach here with your finger and see my hands and put out your hand and place it in my side. Do not be unbelieving, but stop doubting and believe. Jesus had to tell him, look, d- quit, quit being unbelieving. Stop doubting. You know, what else does God have to do? What else does he have to do? You've seen how he's transformed lives. You've seen how Pookie and Ray Ray has changed, huh? You've seen how, uh, whatever, uh, Sebastian has changed. He's no longer uh, uh, uptight, you know, thinking he's better than everybody else. He's changed. He's transformed, huh? You've seen how different people, hateful, mean people have changed. Um, They truly have repented. They truly have turned away from the sin that they were committing. Whoremongering, dope smokers, drug addicts. You've seen how God has even come through and slapped the taste out of folks' mouth. How God has done it and has given the grace, the strength to do it. Hallelujah. But then the decision, you've seen the decisions. That even if folks make mistakes, they're, they're hanging in there. They're pressing their way in. You've seen it. Jesus is like, what else am I to do, bruh? Look, I told you what I was going to do. Here I stand. I've walked through this. <laughs> I've walked through this door that was barred. And look, you still, what else you need? You say, I need you to show you my nail scarred hands. Well, he's done that. He did that. He put on, he says, now stop doubting and believe. And here comes Thomas. Now, you know, we've talked about the thief on the cross. Have we? There was two thieves on the cross. All right. Here comes Thomas. He said, Thomas answered him, my Lord and my God. So Thomas took his advice and believed. Yeah. The thief on the cross, there was two of them. One of them, he just was not going to open up his mouth and ask Jesus to save him, even though he was dying on the cross, even though he knew who he was. He said, look, you know, save yourself. You, you know, we know what you can do. Get down off the cross. But the other thief said, look, I know, I know who you are. I'm guilty. Oh, come on now. Thank you, Lord. Aren't we guilty? Hmm? Don't we need a savior? We are guilty. 
I don't care if you could be the best person in the world. You could be uh, the sweetest, kindest, philanthropist, whatever. There's something that you know you've done in your life that required that required uh, to to be paid for. Right. You know, look, that required an answer that required someone needed some justice for something that you've done, even as a little child. Look, look, we cannot save ourselves. We just couldn't do it. God knew it. And here comes Jesus and he shows Thomas and says, look, he said, verse 29, Jesus said to him, because you have seen me, do you now believe? Blessed, happy, spiritually secure and favored by God are they who did not see me and yet believed in me. Hmm? Yeah. So, OK, he tells Thomas. All right, dude, you said you need what? <laughs> that's some big love. Jesus heard him, knew what was in Thomas's heart and even chased Thomas, walked through a door, a bar door to get to Thomas so that he could show him his nail scarred hand so that he could take his hand and put it in his side so that he, Thomas would believe. Hmm. Yeah. It, it, and yet here comes Thomas. He believed. Yes, he did. He said he, but he said, my Lord and my God, at least he had enough sense to do it then. Yeah, we have been in different states in our lives. Yeah, we have. We've been coming. OK, we'll come to Christ and say, OK, Lord, I want to be saved and we'll say it. And then be worried because we know we are really not trying to put down this sin or that sin. Hmm? Give yourself time to do it. Yeah, work through it. Work through it. I will say that. I will encourage people to work through it. Don't give up on yourself because God didn't. He didn't give up on Thomas. Yeah, Thomas still was doubting. The others, Mary Magdalene was like, look, where they laid? Oh, look, here he and She went in the first evangelist to tell the people that he had risen from the dead. So God didn't give up on Thomas. He won't give up on you. Yeah. But here's the thing. Uh, stop doubting, Jesus said. Stop doubting and believe. Praise God. And he says, "Are uh, blessed is the, the ones that that don't see him, did not see him, and yet believe in him." That's for us too. We're blessed to do it. God will give us the strength. God will chase us down. God will show us great miracles, huh? In our lives. What greater miracle can you can you witness than you know that a person was a certain way? Mean, uh, evil, wretched. You name it. And then that life was transformed to where they're now preaching and teaching and blessing people and and passing out uh, uh, gifts to them, helping people along the homeless, the the fatherless, the widow doing all of those things that that God says in his words to do. Yeah. See, that's the miracle right there. That's the transformed life. Hallelujah. And we give God all the glory. Yes, uh, brother man, he, he, God chased him down. He did told Thomas. Okay, here I am. What now? Then even had to tell him to believe. Do we have to be so hard headed in life? Mm -hmm. But I believe it's not so much us being hard headed because God knows that we're just sheep. He knows it, but that he so loves us. Yeah, he so loves us. Thank you, Jesus. Praise God. He so loves us. See, what is it? What will it take? Yeah, that repentance. We had one Judas. You know, he's, he didn't really have that in his heart. He, those words that he said really weren't meaning that he was God, godly sorrowful. That's not what he meant. Yeah. And he was still out there vulnerable and still lost his life and lost his soul mm -hmm. to eternity, a damned, damned eternity in hell forever. 
Yeah, he did that. Then, here comes Jesus. Here's Thomas. Jesus chases after him. Okay, he says, oh, this, if this is what it takes for him to believe, huh? Here, here Thomas is, my Lord and my God. Jesus chased him, came through barred doors. And that, that worked, right? Peter, God redeemed Peter, brought him back to the fold because Peter denied Jesus three times. Yeah, backslidden three, <laughs> three times. Huh? But Jesus was still there. They just couldn't shake Jesus for them 40 days. Yeah, couldn't do it. He was there. He was there and he's here with us in our faces. How? How is God here with us? Me? Hmm? Others? Yeah, the the word that comes to your heart when you get to thinking about how how you really do need really do need to get back to church i need to get in church i need to pray more i need to yes that's god that's his holy spirit working working with you dealing with you hallelujah if you you want to get to know god you want to get you want to you're ready you want to have that surrendered heart you know, maybe you don't understand it, but you know that's the d- direction you need to go in is to ask God to be your Lord and Savior. That's a direction. Hmm? That's the direction. The thief on the cross, he didn't know all of what he could do, but he just knew that he needed a Savior. Oh, come on. <laughs> Hallelujah. He just knew he needed a Savior. He knew that this life was over. He, he, he knew that, that he was going to die. But he also knows that the words that this man that was dying with him, fully God, fully man, Jesus himself, had a kingdom. Because that's what he spoke on. Yeah. Not these, not these big, big, big mansions or mansions and Bentleys and Cadillacs. Oh, look, look, that's cheap. Hmm. We're talking about the kingdom of God, the real true kingdom that that goes and surpasses every natural thing that you could see. It's better than any natural thing that you can see. It, it talks and ministers to, the, to that spirit man that lives forever. And then how God will transform us. You want to get to know your God. You want to get to know him better. Yeah. Uh, I would suggest you do. I'm going to be like Jesus. Yeah. Choose life. Believe. Pray this prayer. Dear God in heaven, I come to you in the name of Jesus. I acknowledge to you that I am a sinner. And I am sorry for my sins and the life that I have lived. I need your forgiveness. Please forgive me for my sins. I repent and turn away from sin. And I turn to you. I believe that you, Jesus, shed your precious blood on the cross at Calvary and died for my sins. And I am now willing to turn from my sin. I repent and turn away from sin and I turn to you. I believe that you, Jesus, shed your precious blood on the cross at Calvary and died for my sins. And I am now willing 
to turn from my sin. Right now I ask you, Jesus, to be my Lord and Savior and Lord over my life and my soul. With my heart, I believe that God raised Jesus from the dead. This very moment, I accept you, Jesus, as my Lord and Savior. Lord Jesus, transform my life so that I may bring glory and honor to you. In Jesus' name. Amen, amen. And if you pray that prayer, you are on your way. You are on your way to having that relationship with God. Amen. We do have some discipleship resources out there at our website at www.lfhhm.org. And we also post them uh, within uh, the links within the um, broadcast um, information there too. So you can actually click on that and it will take you to where you need to go to see those um, resources that will help you along the um, the discipleship resources they're they're just it's uh, the pamphlet is something that I I enjoy reading to remind myself uh, it keeps my skills sharp too to where I can minister to others uh, about what to expect and what does what has God done for us and what can we expect from him amen and one of the main things, of course, is is the repentance. I mean, we can walk through the different motions, but without the repentance, the godful sorrow, godly sorrowful uh, attitude and realism in your heart and mind to turn away from sin, to stop it, and to turn towards God for help. He's gracious and merciful, hallelujah, to forgive us and help us along in his relationship with us he knows who we are praise God and uh, those resources are helpful go ahead and share them with someone else that might have questions uh, one of the main things too, of course repent um, the baptism in Jesus name for the remission of sins so have your sin washed away and then to be filled with the Holy Spirit hallelujah that Holy Ghost God's Spirit in us living through us and then walking in the newness of life there's an expectation. I expect, I expect God to be with me. I believe, hallelujah, I believe God. Thank you, Lord. And that's part of his salvation is that he is with us and that he will strengthen and keep us. Amen. So just be blessed, be blessed and just know that God is with you and that he is with us and that he loves us and that he will keep us as well you know we're um we we go and walk through life and go through so many different different things that happen in life but know that that we love you i love you in jesus name and god definitely loves us he definitely does and he promises to never leave us nor forsake us stay prayerful pray to him if you need to call someone to have them pray with you do that uh, call us. We'll pray with you. Amen. Yes, yeah, send a um, send a, a link or just send an email, something in the little box there on the website. And, you know, maybe you don't want to have the prayer right out. Maybe you're busy. You just want to put a little text in and ask to pray. And we will. We will pray with you. We'll pray for that situation. And we know God definitely answers prayer. Amen. Bless one another. Amen. Just know that God is faithful. And if the Lord says the same, we'll see you next time. Thank you for joining the LFHHM broadcast together with him. 
Special thanks to the LFHHM volunteers, friends, and the consultants at Union Rock Hill Films. One God, One Church. Don't forget to check out the discipleship resources at www.lfhhm.org. There are also great volunteer opportunities. Click on the Contact Us tab and let us know you're interested. Be sure to subscribe, like, and sign up to review media notifications on events and updates. Then he said to his disciples, The harvest is indeed plentiful, but the workers are few. So pray to the Lord of the harvest to send out workers into his harvest.